Oh shit. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. Weekly, we are brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. Check out AllAccessMMA.com for our video podcast, MMA Stories and MMA News. Ed, bit of a slow week this week. We do have a little bit to talk about coming up, um, but uh, we do have to catch up on some stuff from last week. Before we do that, how you doing, man? How's the East Coast treating you? Good. I'm having a pretty good week, actually. So uh, ha- nice to get a little... I mean, we're not really getting a break. There's a lot of stuff going on, but I know there is no UFC this weekend, and everyone's already fucking crying about it. But that's that's a that's another story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. Well, I'll get into the UFC maybe a little later if we have some time uh, <laughs> before I bring down the show too early here. But uh, you know, looking back at last weekend, a couple of things we talked about: um, BKFC uh, took place again in Denver. Uh, Lorenzo Hunt uh, faced Chris Camozzi in the main event. Um, surprising to most, fight went to decision, uh, split decision win for the champ Lorenzo Hunt, who uh, you know was a one-time two-division champion, uh, one of the top, argue you know one of the top three, four BKFC fighters of all time. But he continues to win. Uh, like I said, real close fight. I think he wanted. I think it was the right call. I was kind of pulling for Kamosi just for a little. I always cheer for chaos, you know. Anytime mm-hmm. that you know an upset or you know kind of a guy out of nowhere wins, so that happened. Uh, Josh Copeland picked up a big KO win in front of his family and friends. Um, thought it was interesting. He uh, interviewed before the fight. He mentioned first time his mom had ever come to a fight, come to one of his fights, and I, I thought, man, if you're gonna. If you're really going to, you know, the guy's been around the world, fought everywhere, fought MMA. I'm sure he's done boxing and everything else mm-hmm. to, to bring his mom to his first <clears throat> fight being a BKFC event is a, uh, that's, that's getting thrown to the wolves. But um, mm-hmm. luckily for him, although he did get a little bit chopped up, he, uh, he picked up a knockout win. So good event, um, fun event, typical BKFC. Um, uh, our boys, Wheelock and uh, Chris Lytle continue to do a great job on play by play there. Mm. I think pound for pound, they do as good of a job as anybody. Um, when you have the, you know, you have the knowledge of Chris Lytle, you know, from actual combat and somebody who's fought bare knuckle, you know, and, and somebody who has a long history in MMA. And then, you know, the, the genius that is Chris Wheelock. I mean, he's an encyclopedia on the sport and he's, Sorry, he's called, Wheelock. yeah. I mean, he's con, he's called, you know, he may, he may have called more events than anybody else in all of MMA history. I mean, I, you start to think about all the, you know, the shows and the, the combat sports that he mm. does. So, um, but they yeah. do a great job. They continue this week. Um, not a huge show, but they're in Virginia, uh, with, um, Britain Hart, their, their champ. She's defending her title. Um, so, you know, like, and, uh, let me pull the card up real quick. Yeah. She's facing Melanie Shaw. There you for go. The strawway title. Um, trying to see if there's any other names and note that are on that card. That Dustin Pag, who fought in UFC's co-main mm-hmm. event, he's fighting Joe Elmore, who was a uh, a title challenger at one point uh, with in the Leonard Garcia uh, era of BKFC. Um, so you know, like and I said, if, if you don't have the app too, you know what I, I mean? Like, like they literally let they're showing those prelims everywhere. I mean, they they have them on, on Fubo, YouTube, and on Instagram, and even on Amazon Prime. I mean, like I. I when I was looking at, I was looking because we're, we're going to get into the raw tank super like in a bit. But when I was looking to see 
if this Friday, because for some reason I thought this Friday's one on Prime Fight Night uh, 14 was last Friday as well. Um, it wasn't, but when I was checking the schedule, I saw the BKFC card schedule, the prelims anyway, and I was like, man, they're doing a good job of distrib- distributing the uh, at least the prelims for everybody to kind of get into it. Yeah, they always show two, three, sometimes I think even four mm-hmm. for some of their big event uh, free fights. They definitely do a good job of attempting to get their product out. You know, obviously they don't have the backing of the the big MMA media yeah. conglomerate that can kind of push it. You know, there's there's two or three big. Media I don't I don't know if it's, it's if it's everything. big or just just making sure you do the right deals because you you know not not for the PFL. You know they 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 uh, they're having some issues with their broadcasting rights for their Paris stuff. And everyone's kind of like, well, why don't you just put it on the, on YouTube? But it seems like, I mean, and um, it looks like ESPN just raised their prices yet again for their subscription service, or one is coming. As a, as I as I'm reading uh, uh, my Twitter feed as we're recording this, um, you know, their 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 prices going up October 12th, and um, apparently, I guess they're because they they're still under broadcast with ESPN, so that's. The holdup of them just putting it on YouTube like everyone else does. Like uh, Invicta has their broadcast deal with Access, but they still put their stuff on YouTube because they know not everyone has Access TV. And we just mentioned BKFC, and one puts their stuff up on their YouTube channel, you know, for everyone to see even after the event airs. So, I mean, maybe uh, maybe Chatri's numbers aren't as inflated as we thought, Matt. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, you know, they do a good job too, like you said, of trying to make their product accessible. It wasn't always like that with one. There was a time no. there was a random pay per view. There was times, you random, know, it was really, yeah. really crazy hours and stuff like, you know, not crazy hours for them, but crazy hours for us in America. You know, who, who really they need to get aboard to. Maybe they're not going to say it because they're an Asian organization or they're, uh, you know. They, the American audience obviously brings the money. So, you know, they, they obviously want it. That's why they're on prime here. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully they have a good deal there and that's allowing them to keep it going. PFL, man. I don't, I mean, I, I didn't know about the ESP thing, ESPN thing being the holdup, but I, I, feel I don't like, know if that's a holdup. I know. I, I feel like they're, I feel I'm like they're the worst that off front, of... I feel like they're the worst front promotion of almost all time that somehow <laughs> continues to grow. Because it's, I mean, how do you not, like, they didn't even realize this like two weeks ago. We find out like, you know, 72 hours before the event that there's no broadcast set up. I mean, I just, I don't know how you drop the ball on that. Um, Hunter Homosek, we we had on, said said it himself, like, this is not hard to figure out. It costs about five grand to have an event streamed on YouTube. And every promoter basically knows that. So it, it just seems like it's always an oversight. I don't even know who the faces of that organization are anymore. Like I, I, I you just don't like, they seem to have a bunch of money. They have some celebrities who are there, you know, it's because but, there's like four or five faces that, that, uh, yeah, that must be it, of, yeah. you know, but I just don't, I don't understand it. I mean, it really sucks. It's crazy to think that Bellator could be, but you know, we, we argued for Bellator for a decade to give us the events in, in Ireland and Europe and across the globe, like live. And we finally got it like three, two, three years ago, we finally got it. Now Bellator mm-hmm. might be bought by a company that can't stream events overseas again. I'm going, this is just, you know, it's just crazy. So I don't understand how that's even possible in 2023. It just seems like it's an oversight and to have a uh, Dumbe, Dumbe uh, making his debut, mm-hmm. um, the former glory, former, yeah. you know, outstanding boxing champion. Yeah. Um, 
to have him in the main event and, and making his MMA, I don't know if it's MMA debut, but his big time MMA debut, he might've had one warm up fight somewhere else to, to not be able to, to show that is, uh, is just stupid. Mm-hmm. It's just, is really, really, really stupid. So, um, there it is on PFL. I, you know, I, I really don't want them to buy Bellator, but I think it's probably, seems like there's a lot of smoke around that one. So, yeah, um, I mean, well, whatever's going to happen there is going to happen. When it happens, I, I'm not going to bite on anyone's fucking lures that they throw out there just because they want to fucking act like they're, they're, they're the fucking inside insider of, of fucking cage fights. But, um, I mean, we might as well just jump into Bellator 299 um, because uh, for that event that was broadcast during that, I had to catch it later because shout out to uh, Jaden and uh, Jaden Adesso. And Gabe from uh, my gym, they had a smoker in the UFC gym out here in, in uh, New Jersey, and they both did well. So I want to give them a quick shout out on the podcast because I'm proud of them. Two young fellers uh, uh, trying to test the waters and of combat sports and see how far they want to take it. Um, but uh, I, because I was at the gym supporting them, I I didn't watch the event live. I got that, so I had watched it on replay. And, um, you know, the good thing about about having it on YouTube and Showtime the way it is right now, you know, you can catch those things in, in its entirety as it happened. I purposely stayed off social media so I could watch it like it was going on live. And I, I got everything I wanted out of that event because, you know, I, I, we, when we were looking at it, I talked about Aaron Pico's hands. I mean, you know, and I like Pedro Carvalho. It was, it was hard to watch him lose. Um, I didn't like seeing Daniel Weichel lose and retire. Um, but, um, uh, and then obviously with the main event, Johnny Evelyn, as expected, uh, one, he's living up to his name, the human cheat code, but, uh, I got to see another dope choke, uh, from Luca Poclet, who I, I, when I watched it, I tweeted, I, I, if he makes a BJJ fanatic construction, I'm buying it. Cause however, however he sets those things up, man, or it's just, I don't know if it's wizardry or he's just mad strong and he forces those chokes on people to the point that they can't stop it. But, you know, the one that me and Nolan King could uh, call the submission of the year, I think that was last year, um, you know, that that weird like cow catch well, hip. <laughs> it was like an uh, inverted uh, buggy choke, but standing. I, it's, there's so many ways you could describe it. He's just he, he's just like a choking machine. And, and uh, uh, that Bellator 299 delivered for me, man. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, I I tuned it in uh, actually at the uh, JJ Wilson uh, Barnui fight, which was outstanding. Some mm-hmm. great tensions, transitions on the ground. Two guys that are really really good on the ground. Uh, I was glad to see personally JJ Wilson get the win. Um, I he's one of the guys who was always on the prelims at the Bellator events I went to, and you know he's now he's ten and one now. Um, I probably started him. I might, I might see his debut. I mean, it was literally, he seemed to be on all the cards on here in San Jose and mm-hmm. San Diego and LA area. So great to see him uh, to pick up a win. Um, and yeah, I mean, Aaron Pico did what I, we always thought Aaron Pico was always going to do. So, uh, I mean, looked outstanding, used a little bit of wrestling, showed his strength in the cage and then landed mm-hmm. the, the big bomb, you know? So that was, uh, that was, you know, like you said, you hate to see a guy get like Carvalho go down like that, but you know, but again, Pico's I mean, right there. Title yeah. shot there. There's some matchups now. Pico's reached that point where it's like, okay, now we're now you can get a big dog, you know, one of the big, big dogs again. Let's let's look at uh you know, an AJ McKee or a uh Yeah. And you know, he said something in his post fight interview where he was like, you know, I, 
I signed up. I, I grow. I've grown up here. I was. I was a kid when they signed me, and I became a man in Bellator, and 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 that 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 spoke a lot to like just his evolution from, you know, where he came from with the wrestling, and I know he did the pancreation and stuff when he was younger, but you know, just his evolution as a as a as a fighter, uh, has has been something fun to watch. But that power from day one has has always been there, and I'm just like. You know those losses that when they happen early like that, that that just goes to show how how someone like him learns from the losses. I mean, they showed him trying to reset his shoulder again. They showed the footage of all that from how he came back from that and to perform the way he did. Um, the guys, the guys built for it, and um, you know he's just. Uh, I, I mean, it, that that's definitely somebody that like Bellator made and like for people like to knock on Bellator. So I'm wearing my Bellator hoodie. People like to knock on Bellator, you know, about about them only focusing on oh they always chase U.S. old retired UFC guys. That's not Aaron Pico. Aaron Pico's from day one to his whole career, and look look at him now. It's a fantastic fighter. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned Johnny Eblen picked up the win. I mean, you talk about mm. a uh, you know he suffered a massive cut uh, in the in mm. the second round of that yeah. fight. A cut that I'm actually shocked the fight wasn't stopped over. Um, yeah, I mean it was as bad of a cut as I've ever seen. Be basically allowed to go in an MMA fight, but uh, it gave him the, a sense of urgency. On though. the flip side, he also yeah. was the first person I feel like I've seen in a long time who realized that they were cut and went balls to the wall and, and mm-hmm. got the finish. And and I mean destroy his opponent it was it was really pretty crazy how it happened you know but um i i like to it's it's adversity so we you know we talked mm-hmm. last week about you know where he could go and the levels of which he could go and this was the first fight where like it was like oh boy like you know i don't yeah. even know what the corner necessarily told him but he had to have known i mean that guy that wasn't that was a big cut right over his eye and uh and even the, the some of the stuff on on twitter afterwards was uh pretty yeah. gruesome if you if you clicked on the wrong <coughs> wrong photo yeah. there but um especially I mean, when they showed it uh, open yeah, yeah yeah when they butterflied it and stuff and then uh you know so but just crazy to see him go in there and, and take out edwards who up until that point was making it a, you know it, it was a competitive fight um i able was i believe i don't know if he was winning on the official scorecards i don't mm. who knows anymore but I, I he was winning the fight you know but he was but that that elbow uh you know the cut that he got um yeah was was some serious yeah Af- afterwards in the, in the post-fight media i i, I want to bring a piece about it over at my mma news because you know he, he you know he got in like a little back and forth with leon edwards who was cornering fabian edwards and and they asked him what that was about he just said it was kind of like you know the emotions of everything that happened with the cut and their you know the urgency and, you know fighting is an emotional thing whether if you've never done it then you you don't really know especially when when the damage is as real as that you know it's different from the training room than when you take damage uh the way that these guys do so like you said it was it was good to see him have that sense of urgency and that's how he picked up the win but um you know he called out he said he actually said he'd like to fight there was no beef but he said you know he eventually would like to fight leon edward because he sees him moving up in weight in the future but obviously that's a whole other there's other hurdles to go over before that's even something to talk about the real fight uh because he called out he's going down the rankings list and he called out uh the homeboy aaron jeffrey um and in, in the media scrum so if it looks like uh 
you know, depending Bellator's plans in the future, if they're going to do another middleweight title fight, Aaron Jeffrey gets that shot, and you know, and no one's earned it more than than put in the time and, and earned it than Aaron Jeffrey. But that's that's going to be a rough fight for me to watch because I like both of these fighters. I mean, I'm Team Mullet, you know, till 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 <laughs> till uh, you know, Jeff Aaron Jeffrey retires. But you know, I I would be remiss to say if I'm not worried for for this fight because that's a two two very tough young men looking to, to fight each other. Yeah, it's not stylistically, it's probably not the best matchup for Aaron Jeffrey. Um, but that doesn't mean he can't land a big shot. But we saw what John Salter was able to kind of neutralize him. Mm. Um, so Eblen might that that that's the issue that he has to did he has to grow from the Salter defeat. Mm. So I mean he you learn you learn and you see what happens. But yeah, I mean heck a title shot's a title shot. You you go in there and as we've seen uh, especially recently hey, across the uh, whole MMA globe, anything can happen. Yeah, I'll tell you this about uh, Jeffrey though. I mean when I think of Aaron Jeffrey and and. and you know, obviously, I'm a fan of the guy. I talk to him often, you know, through messaging or whatever. And I've interviewed him a lot since his days with CFFC. You know, when I think about him and in, in these scenarios, to me, he's like I, I always think about. There's that line in the first John Wick movie about about the man of extreme focus, and only because I know what he's when he puts his sights on something. You know, he's going to find a way that that that's that's Aaron Jeffries edge. He's a man of extreme focus. So I, I, I'm not I, I can't write a guy like that off. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> writing him off. But, you know, if it was a stand up guy, you know, if Edwards had won to me, that would have been a better stylistic matchup mm. for him. So I mean that's just all it is, but that doesn't mean you can't win the fight. Like I said, we've we've seen we've yeah. seen stuff uh, happen all the time, and, and I hope um, they make it, and I hope they make it in Connecticut so I can go there and cover it live. There you go. I mean, well, I mean, it's next. It should be next in line. They got the yeah. West Coast, and then they're going to uh, Chicago. Going to Chicago. And, yeah. I mean, it only makes sense as long as uh, as long as there's a heartbeat from Bellator. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd go to Chicago, but I'm not trying to get rolled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not, not, not cheap to go to Chicago right yeah. now either. Actually, it's something I looked into as yeah. well. Um, the UFC fight from last week, we're not, we didn't talk a ton about it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Rafael Fiziev, uh, suffered a knee injury, uh, in the fight. He actually kicked, uh, my, I don't know if it was knee ankle. I don't know what the official injury was, but he, uh, he threw a high kick. It was blocked and, um, something happened, but it was his pivot leg. So I don't exactly know. It just sounds like he, he, I know he posted it like a, one of the, one of the, tendons at mcl acl something like that okay so, so, so something so like that but... ligament damage that's so yeah. not good but gamrot picks up the win he moves to 23 mm. and 2 he becomes a you know a fight fight and a half two fights away mm. from uh from a title shot if he's able to pick up a couple big wins and you know he's got a great record when you're 23 and 2 25 and 2 26 and 2 starts looking really really good when you uh when you put that name on that poster yeah um, for an event. Bryce Mitchell picks up a, a nice win over uh, Danny Gay. Marina Rodriguez destroys uh, Michelle Watterson Gomez. Um, and that's really uh, Tim Means picks up a, another <laughs> knockout win. Guy keeps going there. On yeah. The, on the prelims. I like it when guys from his like era, you know, win. You know, there's not I, many I, left. There's not there's many not, left. It, it's 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 filtering out quick. You know, I saw another comment today. Uh, I don't even remember who said it, but um, it was basically, you know, once John Jones is gone, he's the last of the, the Zufa champs, you know? Mm. And um, I mean, that's another generation beyond even what we, you know, it's two generations beyond what we, yeah, we grew up watching, you know, as far as fighters go. 
Um, but it is the truth, you know, uh, Jones is, you know, the rumors are that he's probably got, you know, a fight, maybe two, you know, fights left unless something really becomes interesting in that division. Um, it's a, it's definitely a changing of an era and uh, a time for change in the UFC. You know, I mentioned them a little bit earlier. So um, I, I just, I just, the price, I received the prices today for UFC 296 and um, we've talked about in the past how it's a one percenter thing now. I was shocked yeah. at the prices. I mean, you're talking about a Covington Edwards main event. I mean, we're not talking Khabib, you know, McGregor. We're not talking Chuck Liddell, Randy Couture. We're talking Covington, you know, uh, and and uh, Edwards. And it's like, I just, I don't, it's it's not even that great. There's some fun fights on the card. I wouldn't, I wanted to go Steve, see Steven Wonderboy fight again. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, if Ferguson's going to have his last fight or is he going to expose Pimblet? You know, I mean, there's a little bit of storylines. There's some fights, you know, I'm not huge on that fight, but it, it's there. And it's kind of a freak show fight in a sense. So there's that. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I don't I'm even rooting for what, Tony on that one. Yeah, I don't remember what the even what the co-main event was, but it's just it just it's just a shame that they've gotten to the point where it's so expensive that I mean they've basically blocked me out of the market now, and I'm not rich by any means, you know, but I've always figured out a way to put together money to go to a couple events a year and um, and buy the cheap seats and just get in the door and cheap seats to get in the door now. I mean, I can basically fly to Japan for a week <laughs> um, rather than go to Las Vegas. Yeah, and it's like it just doesn't. It's just crazy how how we've gotten to that point. And I mean, I guess congratulations to the UFC. You've managed to completely knock out the middle class of the people that supported your organization mm-hmm. and helped it grow. Um, it's crazy that you've you've basically uh, gave them the middle finger through everything, through <laughs> just unsigned posters now being thirty bucks and shit like that. Like mm, you just you, no. you've you've milked everybody for every penny. You started with the European market. You went to uh, Ireland, you did the same exact thing to them. And now you've taken the U.S. market and you've completely, uh, you know, liquidated it just to a bunch of money for you. And and uh, I don't know. I don't I, I don't see how the sport grows. I think there's eventually going to be a huge downfall where this just doesn't pay off. Well, yeah, uh, yeah I think they peak uh, if they're, they haven't peaked already. I think it peaks and then and then it starts turning. And then, but the, but they're going to peak. I mean, it's funny that they they the TKO merger happened because that's pretty much what what I see happening. Like 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 I always think about that thing CM Punk said when he when he first went over to AEW did their for I think it was the first pay pay per view he did with them. But you know, people keep saying that it's not oh UFC is not pro wrestling. It fucking is right now, and it's going to mirror it to the point that you have mixed martial arts fans or combat sports fans and UFC fans because CM Punk said. You have pro wrestling fans and you have WWE fans, and that's pretty much what's already happening now. If, if you, in case you have, just check your social media about no fights this weekend. No, everyone's going to complain there's no fights this weekend. Yeah, we're going to talk about you know the the one fight night on on Prime coming up, which which is a pretty c- fucking dope card, as well as the card that they had last Friday with the with the Muay Thai fights. Someone was joking around that one championship is is uh, basically a Muay Thai promotion with some MMA in it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't mind if that's the case. If they, I like that they're mixing things up. They're doing something different, and it's easily accessible. And um, you know, you got to when they the one time they came here, you had a pretty good time in Colorado. And then you get the stupid ABC trying to get their nose into that. Just yeah, get, shoo away, Jesus yeah. Christ! We I wrote a whole thing need... on my newsletter. If folks yeah, want to hear more on that, but too much uh, fun, too much yeah. fun in the sport. 
too much reasonably <laughs> priced tickets. Too much, you know. Well, I compared yeah. it, and, and I mean, I don't know if you read what I wrote, but 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 I did mention what because we, we did mention it briefly on last week's uh, episode, and I pretty much likened it to there. There's a scene in Casino where the where the the local guy, the Clark County Commissioner, I think is his official title, and he's talking to Robert De Niro. And he says to to De Niro and and you know his whole outfit that's trying to run things in Vegas. He's he says to him, you know, you, you're all <clears throat> you think you're home, but you're not. You're just our guests. You know, you don't know how things work around here because because he kind of like like we own this, and that's pretty much. If you look at the we we mentioned like you said with Mark Ratner, that's that's what I mentioned in the newsletter. You know, there it's a it's all based in Nevada, and they have connections in Nevada, and they're pretty much flexing. Because now they 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 have they have people that look at numbers and things that are trending. They have to see that they're that where that they're hitting a wall. If they haven't hit a wall yet, they're hitting it soon. And other people are are you know all ships rise with the tide, however the saying goes. So the the, the UFC's risen. Now you've got all these other promotions kind of finding their way into people's homes the way one championship is. So. Um, I I would say maybe by the end of their ESPN deal they they peak and and I wouldn't be surprised if they go full streaming their own thing you know like WWE Network was for a while I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it, how it happens or we get UFC on USA Network so yeah who knows I don't you know it is what it is I, I I'm glad to see people finally starting to see the light you know we've kind of hinted at it for a few years now it's nice to see some people on twitter that have a little bit louder voice than we do starting mm-hmm. to uh to say their displeasure for what they uh what they're getting and for their you know for their dollar and and just the challenges that it takes mm-hmm. to be a fan now of uh of a sp- of, of it and uh and just the just the sheer cost it's just it's just asinine to you know and then to, to hide in the apex and not you know i mean the apex cards are the cards that really could be affordable cards for people to go it would be like mm-hmm. the house shows for wwe or something you know you basically would have that and it would it would give people the opportunity to see your product without having to go to a wrestlemania <clears throat> you know and it's just that's it, it's just it's just wild um but like i said congratulations to them if it was about making money they uh they're the kings of it, so yeah. Um, you know, but I won't. I won't shed a tear when, when, the, when eventually, uh, something happens, and you know, I mean, the, the it'll everything works its way out. I don't. I don't. I just. I don't think it gets any bigger. I don't. Mm. How how can it get bigger? There's no stars. There's no. I mean, once John Jones leaves, I mean, who is left? Who yeah. Is, no, it, who it's it's, it's about the brand. It'll be more about the brand. You might have a couple of peppered in, uh, you know, fighters that that are stars of of whatever they determine that to be nowadays. But you know, it, it's definitely about the brand now. It's not about the fighters, and I think that's been apparent for a long, uh, a, a little while now. But anyway, let, let's leave that where it is. We'll move on to to fun shit. So, uh, one championship. Uh, so, I was, you know, what's funny is uh, when I was watching uh, Gabe and Jaden fight at this thing. Uh, one of my training partners came in late and, uh, he, he, you know, cause, because we were at a smoke, it was kickbox. We were watching a smoker. So he happened to say to me, he was like, Hey, did you watch fight, uh, Friday fight nights or whatever they call it? Uh, um, from one championship, the rod tang and super And I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, yeah. And he was like, don't tell me anything. I, he's like, I have it saved and I want to watch it when I get home. And let me tell you something. If you didn't watch that, even if you're not a Muay Thai fan, 
watch the co-main event and the main event of, of that last Friday's show because the fight between, and I want to make sure I get these guys' name right. I'm actually, I have it up here, so let me bring it up. This is the these are the results. So, but never mind the results from it. If you haven't seen it yet, you had to. Have, it's already a week past, or they they got stuff coming this Friday. We're gonna look at, but this fight right here, the uh, I don't want to. I'm not even gonna try to attempt that name. But versus <laughs> Amir Nasiri, this that fight was was like I don't know if they sent a message to Rod Tang and Superleg of like, hey guys, if you want to get uh, people excited about Muay Thai copy us because it, it was literally like like i told my buddy i was like it's <laughs> it was an elbow it was like let's see who can knock each other out by by smashing elbows first because they elbowed the shit out of each other in both fights um and, and people are still talking about the main event with rod tang and super like i don't know if you got a chance to watch it matt did you say i forgot i, I, I saw i saw the majority of the main event um but that was all I, I caught on that, that Friday morning. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. I love the smuggle of Muay Thai. I think they're onto something. I just, I, I don't, I think it could pick on, can pick up big here. They're pushing it. Um, I mean, obviously we don't know what the exact viewers are and stuff because of how, how the it's broadcast here, but mm-hmm. it seems to be well-received. Like you say, people mention it. Um and, and, you know, my only thing is I would say like a fight like that main event should probably be five rounds. I personally would like to see five judges involved yeah. um, instead of three like Glory does. Um, I also am not a big fan of one scoring. If I'm going to be critical, if we're going to really praise them. I, I don't like how uh, I mean, like, uh, so Superlick got a knockdown in the second round. And that essentially wins the fight automatically because yeah. there's a, there's a rule where if there's a draw, well, then I mean, they, then they go back. But here's the, the thing, like I said, because if you watch the, the fight before that, the Siri and the other guy's name, they, I'm not going to screw up. Um, you know, pressure also seemed to to go into the decision because when I was watching it, and I agreed with the decision of the co-main event because uh, um, the one fighter that that whose name I can't pronounce was pressuring the guy a lot. Um, was he the one that won? I just cleared it off the screen. But but the winner, the one the the winner was the one that that put on a lot of pressure and and had him backpedaling a lot, even though he was still firing back. He was still you know pressuring him towards the ropes. So that not it's not just a knockdown. I, I in my view, point of view, the knockdown cemented it, but he was still um, you know he was doing the same thing to Rotang. Now I know Chatri and uh, Demetrius Johnson said they thought Rotang won. And I guess it's because of uh, you know you know you watching it the way that that we normally watch anyway significant strikes and all that, but I noticed the same thing happening in that fight too. So I don't I don't disagree with what happened. However, I do disagree because so he missed weight. So of course he had, he was a little heavier. He could pressure a raw tank to backpedal even if he didn't want to. You know what I mean? And they have to do it again. And if they do it again, they got to put it on one of these Amazon Prime cards because. I mean, for folks that, again, if you haven't watched it, it's on YouTube right now. Just go watch it. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing fight. Yeah, let me clarify. I'm not saying that Superlek mm-hmm. didn't win the fight. I'm just saying in general they're scoring. So so Rod Tang could win the first round. Hypothetically, he could win the first round. He gets knocked down in the second round. So it's 10-8 the second round. And he can mm-hmm. win the third round. <clears throat> but so in one scoring system, draws are not allowed. So when when it, it, even if it had even had the judges had it two rounds to one Rod Tang with that knockdown it would have been a draw in America mm-hmm. or in most kickboxing scoring. Um, however, one's 
process then goes, well, what was the most like devastating moment of the fight and who almost finished the fight? So it instantly like the, the, it becomes a, uh, even though it could be in theory, it could be scored a draw. It becomes a super lick win because there can't be draws and they would go to that knockdown as the deciding factor in, in basically the fight. So I'm not saying Rod Ting won the fight. Um, it was extremely close though. Um, as far as, as far as round wise with the knockdown under that rules, you can clearly see why super like picked up the win. That's why I'd like to see five rounds and I'd like to see five judges. So you can kind of, there's a little bit more of a, less of a chance of an actual draw score. And, um, and, and obviously two more rounds of action is, is something that that fight would have, you know, Oh my God. Yeah, no, the, I was with that, with the five round thing. I, I, I definitely wanted to see five rounds of that one, especially it was the main event. Um, again, whatever, however they do it again, they, they should put it on an Amazon prime. I mean, uh, broad tank, Rod Tang, he had a nice pop where right? he fought in Colorado and he got a nice pop, right? I'm, yeah, I'm surprised yeah. he didn't put him on. The, I'm surprised this one wasn't an evening mm-hmm. card because it's the we get to this evening card and, and it's uh, it's Stamp Fairtex. And she was another one who shined out there in Colorado mm-hmm. and got a big pop by the U.S. crowd. And 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 Rod Tang was a superhero that night. So mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised to allow them, allow them to allow that steam to kind of fade off. I personally would have done uh, a Rod Tang uh, a Stamp Fairtex, mm-hmm. you know, one, At two. At least, yeah, break it up. Yeah, like the way they have their cards bro- broken up, uh, we might as well bring that card up since you mentioned it. Uh, this Friday's uh, one on Prime Fight Night 14. Yeah, it's 14. Um, and you mentioned Stamps Fairtex. They actually have a. Um, you're talking about how the pop that she got. They they made a, a you know, Rod, as as our listeners know, there is a one merch shop that folks can buy one championship merchandise from, but. They actually have on Amazon separately from that uh, for this event a Stamp Fairtex T-shirt that I, I put out the tweet earlier in the week when I saw. It. I said, "Oh, that's pretty cool that they're they're actually selling their merch on Amazon too, just to kind of uh, like a, event exclusive T-shirt for this fight card." So check that out if you haven't uh, checked it out, pick it up. But um, this card, uh, I mean, John Lineker's on this card. Like this card is is one of those ones that I feel like like folks are just gonna randomly tune into, especially in the East Coast. It's gonna be fucking raining again here. Um, Danielle Kelly versus Jessica Khan for my submission. It's the Adam Waits uh, title that they're. I think they, they, apparently there's history between these two. I was watching one of their social posts. Um, so it should make for an interesting fight. But you got jujitsu, a bunch of Muay Thai fights, and. Obviously, some some nice MMA. Yeah, it's weird to see four female fights headlining the card. I don't mm-hmm. know. Obviously, there there's, but they, didn't they talk about that? I think they talked about that a lot yeah. during the Colorado event, which I didn't see the broadcast, obviously, because I was there. But there was some, wasn't there a lot of talk about like uh, one women or one? Yeah. Well, okay. when they when they when they announced the uh, partnership, uh, they were like, you know, they 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 wanted to uh, feature a lot of wi- uh, women in, in the sport, and I forget what it was, but we actually did an episode on it. I remember because I said I wouldn't be surprised if if uh, Invicta wound up on Amazon Prime. I forget what episode po- that's right. Podcast that's right. No, it was early, early on. Yeah, early but because it was when they it was when this whole deal first started 14, 14 Prime events ago. So, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised because because of that, I wasn't surprised at this at all. I mean, I think the the it's uh the woman that's the head director of uh, the the programming and how things work on Prime Video is the one that that said that's what caught her eye of, of just how many. You know, uh, with with um, 
the female stars that fight at, at one championship is one of the things that got her interested in having them on prime video. So it's uh, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, the main events, a damn banger, uh, oh, yeah. Fairtex versus uh, Hamse. <laughs> he, uh, Hamberlay is how she was known as mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Ryzen uh, for mm-hmm. her, her, violent style of fighting so i mean that's a banger fight right there i honestly think fairtex is probably in trouble in this fight um she gives away a lot of experience and i i think i think uh i I think ham is 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 uh is definitely going to push her to the limit and and it might be too much i'm not super familiar with the co-main event but you mentioned danielle kelly Mm -hmm. she obviously brings some other stuff to the table that one would love to see uh, Mm -hmm. on promotional posters and stuff Mm -hmm. um so I mean, there's that. It's what can help hey, she, me. She's she's a, she's from the Northeast, you know. I'm I'm rooting for her to win, but um, I mean, I just saw the interview literally before we started recording, where apparently there's some history between them two, so it should be interesting. And and the the John Lineker fight, I mean, his, his fights have been fun as hell in one championship since he's been there. So I'm, I'm yeah, I would I would have I would have moved Lineker into like the co-main event, maybe maybe the maybe where the Danielle Kelly fight is I, because. Lineker's that you know it's gonna be just fucking fireworks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like so it, it is it is like is that the opening I don't they don't really have the main card broke down there. Um let me see if uh No they don't they don't break it up by prelim they're not on here anyway. It looks like it's uh like okay, everything's listed as a as a main card. So mm-hmm. um so that's the, that's how they're running it. So I mean it's cool. I uh Edward Foylang, uh former uh i think he was former champ uh mm-hmm. or in the early days um yeah and amir khan i believe he was he might have been champ or was you know i mean there's some of the names those guys were there in the early early days of one yeah um, i mean when you had arlovsky and those guys you know fighting in it so, yeah um fun card i i mean i i'm glad that you yeah. pointed this one out to me a little bit earlier because i i kind of you know you some of them slipped through the cracks you don't like i said we don't see the you don't see all these, the BKFCs and the ones always getting the push that, you know, we'll hear about UFC nonstop and, you know, but we don't, without. Yeah, no, uh, this, this is, that's what I'm saying. Like everyone crying about nothing to watch this weekend. This is what you should be watching on Friday night. I think fight circus is this week too. So there's always, (laughs) (laughs) they, they gotta have some kind of two on one or seven on one or, Something going. On. I think Crazy Horse is fighting two people in the main event. So is it, is, is it, that's on Fight TV. Don't they always have that on Fight TV? Oh, I think it's actually free. Maybe on the Fight Circus <laughs> oh, website or app, or I don't know. It's again, you can usually find it uh, through <laughs> through some stuff. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's a circus show. Don't don't think that you're you're watching. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, any, I mean, it is a little. If you take any of Fight Circus seriously, they call them still Fight Circus for a reason. The very first yeah. uh, about on the card, I don't have it in front of me, but the first fight on the card is an actual MMA fight, and it's listed as boring. Normal, MMA. normal, boring <laughs> MMA. There you go. And, and, I, and I guess because it's a, just because it's an actual, it's just MMA straight fight. up MMA. So it's it's just boring MMA. You know they don't have shovels and stuff in the ring. <laughs> Whatever they else. Have, yeah, they have. Uh, I mean, they're gonna have a Lethway fight on the card. Um, Gen- gentleman, yeah. gentleman slap fight. I think it was. I think that's basically where they wear suits and then they slap <laughs> each other. There's a two ver the the main event is uh, uh was he called himself Crazy Horse Charles Bennett felony. Um, uh, he's fighting two guys. Bank some guy called bank and another guy called no money bank and no money <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's uh it, let me i'm gonna if you're following me on twitter i'll retweet the card for you guys to check out the, the there's a there's a hockey fight on the card 
there's it's uh, if you're not if you're not familiar with fight circus folks yeah if you're um, if you're having a couple drinks and you're just looking to have a laugh and watch some of the most nonsense stuff you could uh, yeah ever imagine happening in a ring and some crazy play-by-play and god knows what else thailand's gonna bring to the table but, <laughs> uh, you know it, it's 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 laugh it's funny laugh out loud some it's, it's stuff, so so. anyone that takes himself too seriously with the combat sports coverage watch some fight circus so you can light lighten the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so but i guess anyways it, i think yeah. that kind of wraps us up yeah fans can check out the show at combat hour on twitter coast to coast combat hour on instagram follow me matthew hawkins at mma hawk 21 on twitter and instagram follow ed at carbazal on twitter carbeers all on instagram old head carb on twitch and again, you can always check out our show at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA news, and MMA stories. Also, check out the Bloody Bloody Good Show website. Bloody Good Show! To uh, <laughs> to see our podcast as well. And and uh, the more names that that, uh, that magician seems to be working over there, putting together a, a, yeah, a he's hell, of, hell like... of a roster, so. He's got like fighters podcast and everything, and then seems to be like becoming a nice little podcast network. No, he's, uh, he took a great idea and he, he seems mm-hmm. to be running with it and putting in some hard work, uh, making the calls. And, uh, you know, it's not easy. It's not easy to no. line stuff up like that. So props to no. uh, him for pulling that off. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good night. Enjoy the fights mm-hmm. this weekend and, uh, and be safe out there. Peace. <clears throat>